1: welcome to wood talk for woodworkers by woodworkers now here are three guys who put the fine in fine woodworking mark matt and shannon Alright, it's Wood Talk number 276 for October 2nd, 2015 and it is a weekend edition of Wood Talk. Today we're going to be talking about our favorite classes and our favorite luxury tools and the question was actually from John and he asked that question. He said, one, what is the best class seminar you have done and two, what is your favorite luxury tool? So
0: we'll answer that question, those questions Technically, two questions at once is not
1: permissible, but when you're that <laughs> concise, John, we're all over it. Yeah, you fit it into one little little spot. We don't have to like break the line or anything. That's good. <laughs> all right, so this will be a fairly short show, but uh, we thought this would be a fun topic. So classes and seminars. Now, at first, since Shannon and I have both taught classes in the past, we've, we first had to ponder, is he talking about our favorite class that we've given <laughs> or taken? Keep looking, buddy. Keep looking. (laughs) uh, I have not given any that are considered to be great. I don't have any favorites yet. So, uh, yeah, classes I've taken. And... I've taken quite a few you know and I I sort of it's one of my hobbies in the world of woodworking you know like to me woodworking is a business so I consider the times when I can go away for five days or or ten days even and actually build something uh, remotely away from my own shop to me that's when I'm really expressing the the hobby side of what I do Uh, and I've done William N. classes I've had classes with Daryl Peart I've uh, had several classes before I actually started to work with him with David Marks Uh, and I I would have to go back that far for me personally. It was uh, probably the, let's see, I took two classes with him when when we first met and it was a marquetry class, marquetry and inlay. And then I stayed for a private class with him to do, uh, what is it, the power carving technique. I would have to say the power carving technique was absolutely hands down my favorite because I was completely infatuated, sort of uh, man crushed on on David Marks (laughs) at the time. and this was something where my my uh, sugar mama, Nicole, um, was able to pay for me to do this and it was a gift to me to actually go up to his shop and spend, you know, two or three days taking a private class with the guy. Um, so it was just a very early in my woodworking career and was one of the f- most fun, educating, and uh, educational and interesting times I've ever had in sort of a quote-unquote class environment. So that would definitely be it for me. That's very cool. Well, <laughs>
0: You know, I'm I'm with you. Uh, that woodworking vacation where I go take a woodworking class is something mm-hmm. that I really look forward to. I try to do one like at least once a year, and I failed myself in 2015 so far. <laughs> me so, too, me too. Um, I, I really want to get back on that because it is so much fun. To me, it's it's a toss-up. I've had some great classes like information-wise, like walked away with – Um, light bulb moments from Chuck Bender uh, when he had his Acanthus school up in Pennsylvania, which no longer exists. That's kind of sad. But as far as overall experience, I got to go with the Woodwright school. Um, (laughs) And, and Roy wasn't actually teaching the class. It was Elia Bazzari, Elia Bazzari. Yeah. I can say his name. Elia Bazzari. um, His class on making a continuous arm Windsor rocker. Um, it was awesome from an informational perspective because I've taken a couple of Windsor-making classes, but this is the first one that we actually started with a log. Yeah. Like, so many times, like, uh, just for time purposes, you know, the instructor will demonstrate how to arrive something, but, you know, there's a bunch of already parts already riven out for you. You know, we went out on the sidewalk while Roy, like, in his antics, like brought in people off the street and made fun of us as we stood there with logs and and (laughs) split them, you know? Yeah. Um, It was, it was seven days of just awesomeness. That's Um, great. I had a bench right next to Roy as Roy was building the infield shaker cabinet, which showed up in the following season of the Woodwright shop, which was just so cool (laughs) to see the show and then go, I actually watched him build that. And I got to see like how many different versions of the same, piece of furniture Roy actually has to build to prepare for a show. Yeah. You know, if you think about all the times when he's like, okay, now skip to this part. Yeah. There's like six different versions of that infield cabinet floating around the Woodwright school. <laughs> right. Of course. But, um, uh, Elliot was just a fantastic teacher. He's like a maestro with a draw knife. So I learned a whole bunch about sharpening draw knives, using draw knives and like reversing grain situations. We constructed a kiln in the classroom to like dry out our spindles and things. Um. Then we went to lunch and then like there was a four alarm fire that broke out and headed towards Roy's <laughs> shop, which was really kind of unnerving because, yeah. we know, we had just set a light bulb in a closed box with a bunch of wood and <laughs> wondered what was going on there. So that was hands down just overall experience wise, Um, you know, information experience. It was it was incredible.
1: That's so, awesome going to be hard to top that one you know that is something i would love to do sometime is go to a whole different side of woodworking a style of woodworking that i don't really even have the luxury to, to do if i wanted to like right. go out in the woods and, and find some great straight grain red oak you know take it back to the shop and and uh, chop it up and make my myself a little rocker <laughs> it's like it's not yeah. even something that i really have the option to do but i would love to as a complete noob in that arena like spend yeah. spend a week doing that just for the heck of it that would be so awesome
0: That's kind of what I've got my eye on for like the next class I want to take. I haven't figured out what that would be yet. But I think there's also something to the destination class too. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, Heather accompanied me. It was during the summer and she had a blast going to these antique stores and cool little boutique shops and stuff. And um, yeah, I think that the next one I do, I want to make sure that it's someplace cool that I would want to go whether there was a class or
1: not. Well, and uh, keep that in mind folks when you're planning these things you can work it if you have a significant other and family that you have to consider there are schools located in areas other people might actually enjoy going and and hanging out Williaming's like what a block from Disneyland pretty much yeah so that I mean that's that's the hard part about it is I could never envision going there and taking a woodworking class while my family is at Disneyland because I would want (laughs) to be at Disneyland with my family yeah that would kind of suck but uh, depending on your situation and how long you want to stay that is something you could probably convince the, uh, the finance committee that <laughs> that you should be able to do if there are other things for them to do while you're there.
0: Yeah. I know me, I've got, I've been looking at boat building for a while and like the wooden boat Ooh. school, there's one up in Maine. There's also one up in, um, Washington near Jim Tolpin's school there. Yeah. There, that would be cool. Yeah. You know, totally different style of woodworking, but also in really cool locations too. So yeah, that's a big deal.
1: That's awesome. We'll see. All right. right. Second part of his question. What is your favorite luxury tool? I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, this one's easy for me. It's a small
0: panel raising plane made by Phil Edwards of Philly Planes. Mm. It's um total luxury, like so completely unnecessary. Um but what, what
1: kind of pricing are we talking about? Uh, I have no idea. Um <laughs> don't ask me about stuff Sorry. I bought three years ago. Um, <laughs> it's like asking it, a woman or wait. You just don't do it.
0: It is uh, specifically designed for like drawer bottoms and things. Okay. And um, I'm looking this up while I'm talking, and it it does a great job when you're using solid wood uh, drawer bottoms, mm-hmm. where you've you know you've got say a half inch or maybe slightly thicker than that piece, and it's got to go into a quarter inch groove on the side. This m- makes a really cool profile. It does it in one pass. It's got a built-in depth stop and all that stuff on it. So it's and, and it goes on the bottom of the drawer. So the only way you're ever going to see this cool detail is if you pull the drawer out of the case, turn it upside down. Um, but because it's all built on one pass with the integral fence and depth stop and everything, it's just super easy to use to the point where I find myself like putting raised panel drawer bottoms in all my drawers when I totally don't need it. Right. Um, also to the point where I'm, I'm making frames on this blanket chest right now. The center divider is a frame and panel. But the the panel actually needs to be in line with the rails and styles. So I can't use this because this would essentially put the 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 rebate, if you will, on the bottom. So it would drop the panel below the level of the the styles. And I'm like totally pissed that I can't use this thing right. to raise this panel because it wouldn't work for me. So yeah, it's just a really fun tool and I can't find it on his site. Oh, okay.
1: Well, if you find it, let us know. Shame. I'll keep looking. We're curious. Uh, so luxury. I guess the thing is, I'm just curious how you see the, the, the word luxury in this because there are tools that I have that I consider to be a luxury because they're not completely necessary, but they make life way easier. For instance, a drum sander. Mm-hmm. I consider that a luxury tool. Not that it's a fancy tool and super expensive and ornate But it's something that isn't absolutely necessary, but truly makes a difference in my workflow and and how I build. Um, There are hand planes like you're talking about, like exquisitely made luxury hand planes that for all intents and purposes, you can get another hand plane. You can get a Lee Nielsen or a Lee Valley that's going to probably perform 99% as well but right. cost you know, a fraction of the amount or even go lower than that and get yourself a flea market fine and tune it up. Uh, so there's that sort of spending luxury for something that's ornate and beautiful and then the luxury because I know there are other ways I could get this job done. I just choose this tool because it makes it easier so it's a luxury. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure which one he means but I guess for me it <laughs> might be the same answer. The drum sander I could probably put on that but I, I'm going to go with something a little bit different. I'm going to say the domino. The domino is a tool Mm. that I consider, I mean, it is expensive, so it's got that aspect of luxury to it, but I think for what it does, if you're doing projects that have mortise and tendon joints and you want to save time in doing it, the domino is a no-brainer. It's just so fast uh, and it has the danger of being so easy that if it's one of those tools, if you get it too soon, you actually rob yourself, uh, I've said this before, you rob yourself of some really important uh, woodworking lessons that should be under your belt before you say, okay, I'm done with everything I need to know about mortise and tenon joints uh, because it'll do everything you need it to do for the most part. So I would definitely consider the Domino a luxury tool that I don't absolutely need but I'd be sad if it went away. I can
0: see that. That's actually one of those power tools that I've thought about buying and like hiding.
1: Yeah, no <laughs> so one
0: sees that I have one, but They're I mean, projects. it's just cool, you know? Yeah. It's totally innovative, and when you want to knock something out real quick, you really couldn't ask for more. Well,
1: and that's I think the the sweet. drawback with this stuff of point and shoot joinery like this is that usually you're talking about uh, biscuits, right? And the yeah. drawback is like, well, that's great that it's convenient, but it's also not very strong, you know. It doesn't penetrate very deep. It's not a real mortise and tenon joint, and this is a true solid wood uh, loose tenon joint, you know, and it's got all the strength that goes with it. Uh, maybe not as strong as a uh, integral mortise and tenon joint, but we make the loose tenon joints anyway, just because sometimes the project requires it or it's better suited for the task. So it's plenty strong for the furniture that you know we all <laughs> that we all would want to build. And it's really hard to not use it when you've got it. And I do that all the time because uh, I can't pull the domino out on every project and be like, all right, folks, pick you know pick up your dominoes, guild members. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't assume everyone has a domino, so I use the router for nearly everything uh, for making mortises. But oh, man, what a great tool. I love it. I can't yeah. say enough good things about that tool.
0: Well, I've, and I've run into the same thing with my panel razor. You know, you're mm-hmm. doing a video and it's like, okay, time to do the drawer bottoms. Yeah. You know, you know bam, 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 pick up, bam, bam, I'm done because I've got this dedicated plane for it. Yeah. And actually, apparently, Phil doesn't make it anymore. So not mm. only does not everyone have it, you can't get it anymore.
1: <laughs> it's a total nanny, <laughs> pretty much. Look so what that, I
0: have and you don't. Yeah. And if I might add, it was custom made, so it's left handed. Oh, Even there you go. Wow. But when it comes to molding planes, <laughs> They're all right-handed because back then left-handed was considered evil and actually probably rightfully so. We yeah. are a sinister bunch. <laughs> <Total>. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's left-handed. It's a total luxury tool. Love it.
1: You know, and, and since I've already answered this, I'm so just throwing this out there. Um, one of the things that I love using and it's totally unnecessary is a oh, – what the heck is the name? Elkhead. Is that the name oh, of the company? Yeah. The I've screwdrivers? got Yes. I've got two Elkhead totally. head screwdrivers. And to be honest, they were sent to me um, just in hopes of me talking about them or reviewing them at some point. It was very nice of them to send them. I appreciate it. I love those things. They are just the handle is super heavy. It's so like perfectly weighted. It is so finely crafted and in the end of the day, like at the end of the day, it's a damn screwdriver.
0: Yep. You know what I mean? But it is a damn nice screwdriver. Oh my God, it's
1: so nice, but so much yeah. nicer than it has to be, you know? So I like I see it for what it is, but I also see it for what it is. Well, and,
0: <laughs> and there's another instance where I had the same situation. Gary sent me uh, a couple of the Coca-Cola ones. Uh-huh. I actually ended up buying another one like three years later, mm-hmm. and now they make them out of mesquite. Because oh, okay. Kokobolo is now a CITES-protected species and it's just so much more expensive. Sure. So it it's actually, they're actually kind of collectible now. Um, oh, no kidding. They don't make them. Maybe they make them in Kokobolo. Maybe there's just that particular time. But I think they're mostly in Mesquite, which itself looks really cool. Um, I bought a a much finer profile one specifically for another one of my luxury tools, a moving philister plane yeah. that had a really small screw on the bottom. But yeah, you're right. They're It's a screwdriver, but
1: they're just... They make you smile to it's use. it try yeah, just as a person, and I think that's something we've talked about in the past is that we are not only appreciating fine furniture and we try to build better furniture because we have this sort of penchant for overall quality that extends to the tools we use. so a lot of times when we you know sort of drool over these various tools that are out there, it's because we have an appreciation for the the tools we use to get the job done as well. Um, yeah. you know and not everybody does not everybody gives a crap about that stuff but I think it's just part of our personalities that we enjoy holding these things and uh, and, and using them in our work it makes us love what we do uh, that much more um, but to answer your question they are all mesquite on the website right now um, hmm. and to give you an idea the mesquite phillips classic screwdriver single screwdriver is $95 that's wow. a that's a hey oh um, and also let's see, a set of three Mesquite Phillips classic head screwdrivers, uh, $285. <laughs> I know yeah. that people are going to be like, you've got to be kidding me, but go look at the website. I mean, there's no denying the quality of, of these things. They are amazing. Yeah. Certainly not going to be something everyone's going to want to buy though.
0: I can't tell you though, the handle they make for the new concept fret saw, it's mm-hmm. a game changer in my opinion. <laughs> oh really? I yeah, saw that and wait, I was like, and the "Who's going to buy that. Handle, that? <laughs> that's, and, and it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's an already expensive saw you're putting it on, and you're, you're, then you're going to put an aftermarket expensive on it. But the the balance shift that it does to the saw when you put the handle on it is a game changer, in my opinion.
1: Interesting. Awesome. Well, you know, some people have money. <laughs> and yep. it likes to spend that money. And some people don't have kids to
0: to take up all their money. That's so. <laughs>
1: true. And I got two of them now, which means I got twice as much less money. Actually, yeah. I hear it's like exponentially more expensive the more kids you have. It's right. not just additive. You eight times less money. Now. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I think that just about does it. If you want to give them the contact info, we can get out of here. Uh, I suppose I can do that. If you have comments, questions, or topic suggestions, folks,
0: you have a couple ways to contact us leave a voicemail on Skype. Our username is WoodTalkOnline. Call our voicemail line at 623-242- 5180. You can email us at kickback at woodtalkshow.com or leave a comment on our WoodTalk Facebook page. If you're looking for today's show notes or downloads from the show or any previous episodes, you can find them at woodtalkshow.com. Very good. Tell Kenny I said shut
1: up. I know. Somebody (laughs) really wants his dinner right now. Uh, You better go tend to your little boy All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.